Check your political correctness at the door. It's time for the Kate Daly Show. What if the government could decide when you were and were not entitled to a jury trial? What if the government could take your property whenever it wanted? What if the government could continue prosecuting you until it got the verdict it wanted? What if the government could force you to testify against yourself simply by labeling you a domestic terrorist? Don't you love Judge Knapp? Napolitano? Love him. Boy, isn't he right. That was Monty Wells in the last hour. Uh, he was arrested along with uh, Commissioner Phil Lyman. Um, they were the only two convicted up in the Recapture Canyon event, the ATV event, by the way. And uh, it was a peaceful protest. It was a ride. That the BLM said that, yeah, you know, isn't it funny that we have to ask Mother May I from the BLM? But yes, uh, the BLM, which really has no authority to even do what they do, um, actually told them, yes, you can ride and nobody will be arrested. And then I guess changed their minds after the ride. So they ended up convicted. $96,000. Uh, they have to pay in restitution, um, even though they didn't hurt anything, harm anything, or do anything. Interesting. Um, and so that leads you to believe, right? And welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Hi. <laughs> the time is uh, 2.08, and I'm glad you are uh, listening in, because this will be kind of a powerful hour and uh, may stop you in your tracks just a little bit. Uh, first of all, let's get some business out of the way. Uh, Jones Paint and Glass, when you hear the crash, think of Jones Paint and Glass for sure. And also, um, uh, Ride Owls, R-I-D-E-O-W-L-S, because apparently I can't speak it right, say it right. RideOwls.com, if you want a luxury ride down to the airport, they are fantastic, and you can and you can do so. It's great. So, RideOwls.com, take advantage of that. How amazing. Um, and uh, St. George Ink and Toner, St. George Ink and Toner, South River Road, um, 42 South River Road, next to TJ Maxx. Get some great prices on that. All right, so we're going to tackle a subject we have not tackled on the show. And what I'm about to talk about um, happened. So it's not a theory, and it's not, uh, you can actually go back and look and for yourself. I think the only thing up for debate would be the interpretation of it and where it puts us now. That is up for debate. But the facts remain that it happened. And so I'm going to take you back in history for a minute. You know, we were just talking last hour about federal judges and federal courts and and, uh, U.S. prosecutors, um, U.S. district prosecutors. And I really wasn't kidding around when I said I told my boys, just please, whatever you do in life, I I just would be really disappointed if that's if that's the direction you went, because I haven't I haven't met any yet that have been sorry, but ethical. But uh, they just destroy lives, and they're okay with doing so. I, I just haven't met any that. that um, anyway, I guess I could go on and on on that, but I won't. Um, so when you think about the title, U.S. District Court, a federal U.S. District Court judge, district, district of what? District of Columbia. Maybe it's named after Columbus. Who knows? District of Columbia. District of Columbia has a lot to do with our citizenship and with who we are as as citizens of of United States of America. Well, it has more to do with just the United States than the United States of America, but I will get to that. A lot has happened in our history, especially post-Civil War, um, that has changed a lot of things in our history. But a lot of people aren't aware of it because, of course, the history books have been scrubbed and they were scrubbed hard. Right. Uh, we had a show on that from the 1908 on. There was a definite um, a definite purpose to making sure that the history books don't contain a lot of things that, that people ought to know about their citizenship. So what I'm going to talk to you about is actually to the credit of, of different people that have written about this and have done some amazing work. Okay, um, Lisa Guliani, Kurt Kallenbach, all of these people that have done amazing work. So this is this, and I always want to give people props on the show um, and direct you to them uh, so that you can learn more if if that's the direction you want to go in. 
But there were things that happened, especially in the year 1871, that did change some things that we're dealing with now or maybe just starting to see. And this is an, un- this is an uncomfortable topic for people because of what it could mean for us. And that, like I said, is based on interpretation, but not the facts. The facts remain that these things happened, and so we're going to go back and look at the facts, and then you can ascertain whether or not you feel that, uh, as far as this author is concerned, what her take on this is, okay? So, uncomfortable subject. We've never covered it on the show, but we're going to... I mean, my gosh, is there anything that we haven't covered? So, we, we must cover it. We must do this. Um, all right. So, the date is February 21st. 1871. 41st Congress is in session. There was an act called the Act of the 41st Congress. Section blah, 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 34. I could go on and on, but you'll never remember that. Okay. On this date in our history of our nation, Congress passed an act entitled an act to provide a government for the District of Columbia. So remember the federal court district judges, the district, the name district. Okay. An act to provide a government for the District of Columbia. This is known as the Act of 1871. This is very pivotal, and there's more to this than I think what people want to recognize. What does it mean? Well, it means that Congress, under no constitutional authority to do so, created a separate form of government for the District of Columbia, which is a 10-mile square parcel of land. It's sort of like Vatican City, where it's not part of the country, but it's and District of Columbia really isn't part of the United States. It's just a separate entity, okay? Why would they want to do that? Why? How could they do it, and why would they want to do it? What was the purpose? What was the intent? Let's look at the circumstances of what was going on at that time. The Act of 1871 was passed at a really vulnerable time in America. The nation was essentially bankrupt because we had just, uh, it was weakened and we had just gone through the Civil War. The Civil War itself was nothing more than a calculated front, is what some people think, for some pretty fancy footwork by corporate backroom players. A strategic maneuver by European interests, international bankers, who were intent upon gaining this sort of stranglehold on the coffers of America. The Congress realized that our country was in dire financial straits. So they cut a deal with international bankers at the time, in those days and even now. The Rothschilds of London were dipping their fingers into everybody's pie. So thereby incurring a debt to said bankers. Okay, This is according to uh, Lisa Guliani. She said, if we think about banks, we know that they do not just want to lend money out of the goodness of their hearts. There's always a reason and a purpose, and of course, they want to make money. The bank will not do anything for you unless it's entirely in their best interest to do so. There has to be some sort of collateral or string attached, which puts you and me, the borrower, into subservient positions. So this is true in 1871 as well. So the conniving international bankers were not about to lend our floundering nation any money, without some serious stipulations. So they devised this sort of brilliant way uh, of getting their foot in the door of the United States. A prize they really had coveted for quite some time, but had been unable to grasp thanks to our founding fathers. Now, if you think about this, this is when all of the J.P. Morgans, all of these people started cropping up in our history, okay? The people that have been very influential since Wilson, since the turn of the next century, in in deciding who's our president and what they do, okay? So I just kind of wanted to bring up that timeline, because that's important. Um, So, they wanted to get their their, their foot in the door, and this act formed a corporation known as the United States. Not the United States of America, the United States. Before that, the Constitution had um, developed a, a union of states, correct? Kind of like, really, what we were really like was France and, and Germany, how they were separate but together. That's really how we started out, separate but together. Uh, but this was going to really transform everything. It actually started with an act in 1801 that we could go back to in 
in the act of 1801, right after, you know, uh, right after uh, the start of the Constitution or the um, uh, the Constitution was put into place, the act of 1801 really sort of opened the door to the District of Columbia because that's it was really kind of set aside at that time um, and and put in. But this is where they took advantage of it. Okay, so 1871. This corporation, and note that it's in capital letters, because I'm going to get back to that, and I'm going to have you go get a piece of documentation out, and you're going to notice this. It's in capital letters, the United States. If you note the capitalization, there is always a reason to why they do what they do, and there's a reason to capital letters. In our basic constitution... The original Constitution, citizen is spelled with a capital C, but it's not capitalized. In this act, it's all lowercase. This is very important. You'd be surprised how important that is, actually. So, this corporation, owned by foreign interests, moves in, shoves the original organic version of the Constitution a little bit into this dusty corner, With the Act of 1871, our Constitution was defaced in a sense that the title was block capitalized and the word for was changed to the word of in the title. The Constitution for the United States of America, not of the United States or, or changed to of the United States of America. The altered version says of the Constitution of the United States of America, in caps. It is the corporate constitution. Let that sink in for just a second. And some of you might have already been over all of this. I don't know. But the corporate constitution operates in this sort of economic capacity, and it's been used to fool people into thinking it's the same parchment that, that governs the republic. This has a twist. It's a little bit different. The Constitution for the United States of of America, it was the Constitution of the United States of America. For is substituting as if it's separate entity, right? Okay. Capitalization. An insignificant change? Not when you're referring to the context of a legal document. Such minor alterations have had these major impacts on each generation born into this country. What the Congress did with the passage of the Act of 1871 was create this entirely new document, a constitution for the government of the district. Lancelot returns from his quest. Silence! Sir Lancelot, what news do you have from the Southern Realm? My noble king, the people of the Southern Realm have been deceived with false deals in the automobile industry. They've been told that paying 0% interest or having no payments for 180 days is in their best interest. But sadly, the wolf hides not in sheep's clothing, but in the sales price. This is not the St. George Auto Gallery way. I declare we will continue to save our people thousands through the greatest price in all the realm. For the best deals in all the realm, visit stgautodeals.com. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. CopiersForSale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? 
Are you missing teeth or struggle with dentures? Dental implants can save you from losing your jawbone structure, help you eat normal food again, and give you your dream smile. To help serve those who need this procedure, Nubia Dental Implant Center in St. George is now offering major savings of up to $9,997 off your implant treatment now through May 31st. Lock in your savings and get the treatment after COVID-19. Go to NuviaSmiles.com forward slash radio to get your free virtual consultation and lock in your savings. Is your water heater leaking? Has your water softener stopped working? Are you calling every plumber in town and you can't get a call back? Well, at St. George Water Heaters, they'll resolve your water heater or softener problem either same day or within 24 hours. Guaranteed. Protect your investment with a courteous, trustworthy water heater man from St. George Water Heaters. No job is too big or too small, and they will even show up late at the same great rate. Visit stgeorgewaterheaters.com. Voted number one best of Southern Utah Angie's List and Home Advisor. Join Lyle Boss, president of Boss Financial, for Safe Money Radio at 5 p.m. every Friday and 9 a.m. every Saturday, right here on KZNU. Or call Lyle Boss now for your complimentary Safe Money book at 855-355-7233. I love doing laundry because I found a solution. Rain Dance Dry Cleaners. Rain Dance Dry Cleaners opened their second location right here in St. George. That means free pickup and delivery to your home or office with April specials of 25% off quilts and sleeping bags from all your COVID-19 camping getaways. Download their app today. Raindance Dry Cleaners at 440 West St. George Boulevard. No more washing, drying, and folding laundry. Let Raindance Dry Cleaners do the work for you. Call 435-627-3790. Hi, it's Dr. Plum. Plum Dental is open, and now is a great time to improve your family's dental health with our team at Plum Dental. As always, our office is clean and safe. We continue to adhere to the highest standards of infection control. And we are also following all the current recommendations for social distancing. Fortunately, I've been blessed with really long arms. We will continue to provide you with the service that has helped us be voted the best of Southern Utah. Schedule your appointment now at PlumDental.com. Despite the swings on Wall Street, you need to make your money last in retirement. Abe Ashton breaks down how to do it Tuesday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or connect at ashtonwealth.com. This is John Jones, president of Cash Valley Bank. During this unprecedented time, the government has established the Paycheck Protection Program in order to help small businesses. During the first round of the program, Cash Valley Bank acted swiftly, and we successfully secured funds for 100% of eligible customers. The program's funds have now been replenished. Now is the time to act quickly. Contact your accountant and have your application submitted today at no cost to you. At Cash Valley Bank, we care deeply about all small businesses, both existing customers and new customers. Cash Valley Bank. Mountains. Await. Member FDIC. Join Larry Bradley, therapist, lecturer, and published author every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on St. George News Radio for Leave It to Larry. Brought to you by Dixie Family Skills Center. It's all about learning how to live happy, demonstrating that happiness is within everyone's reach. If you're unhappy with your spouse, unemployment, or your children, if you don't handle stress well or struggle with being more negatively attuned, then come and learn. It'll change how you see everything and perhaps provide you for the first time in your life the power to live happy. Leave It to Larry. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. right here on St. George News Radio. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Hi, welcome back. Talking about your district judges, district attorneys. Okay. The kind of government they created was a corporation. The new altered constitution serves as this, this constitution of the, of the corporation and not that of actually America. So think about that for a second. This corporation constitution does not benefit the republic. It only serves to benefit the corporation. It does nothing for you or me, nothing good. And it operates outside the original constitution. Instead of an absolute, absolute rights guaranteed under our constitution, we now have relative rights or privileges. So one example of this would be the sovereign's right to travel, which has been transformed under corporate government policy into a privilege, which we must be licensed to engage in. This operates out of the original Constitution. So Congress committed 
is what Lisa uh, Guliani says, committed treason against the people who were considered foreign under the Declaration of Independence and the Organic Constitution. So when we consider the word sovereign, we must think about what the word means. Sovereign is, de- is defined as chief or highest supreme, supreme in power, um, supreme in position. Okay. Independent of, limited by any other possessing or entitled to, you know, yada, yada, yada. In other words, the government was created for and by sovereigns, free citizens who were deemed the highest authority. Only the people can be sovereign. Remember that. Government cannot be sovereign. We also look to the Declaration of Independence when we read government is subject to the consent of the governed. That's supposed to be us, the sovereigns. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or a constitutional historian to figure out that this is not what is happening in our country today, according to Lisa Guliani. Government in these times is not subject to the consent of the governed. Rather, the governed are subject to the whim and the greed of the corporation of the, you know, corporation of the country, which has stretched its tentacles beyond the 10-mile square parcel of land known as the District of Columbia and really encroaching into every state of the republic. Mind you, the corporation has no jurisdiction outside of the District of Columbia, but they want you to think that it does. So you're presumed to know the law. And this is ironic because we as people are taught basically nothing about law in school. We're not even taught about this. How many times did you go over the Act of 1871 when you were in high school? (laughs) Probably not many. Um, We are made to memorize obscure factoids and paragraphs and, and, you know, the preamble, and then they gloss over the Bill of Rights. But we're not told about the law, nor uh, do our corporate government schools delve into the Constitution, really in any great depth. So we're not told that we were sold out to foreign interests that made beneficiaries of the debt incurred by Congress to the international bankers. For generations, American citizens have had the bulk of their earnings confiscated to pay on a massive debt as they, as the people, did not incur. So there are many, many things that the people have not been told. How do you feel about being made a beneficiary of somebody else's massive debt without your knowledge or consent? It's supposed to be by the consent of the people. Right? Okay. So let me let me go here. I... Uh, this is, it's, it's getting interesting, isn't it? All right. So, um, so here we stand at, uh, 1865, right before 1871, correct? And, and we have 1860. Okay. Let's go to 1868, 14th amendment personhood. We are citizens of the district of Columbia. Um, It was really there, right, to free the slaves, as so we thought. We thought that it was all about freeing the slaves. But it actually, if you really look at it, sort of made all of us into indentured servants because we all now became part of a a corporation. Strange, right? It it even gets stranger, so it even gets stranger. So stay with me because this this is about to get weird. And I'm going to be talking a lot about uh, the Department of Justice and and some other things, too. It's about to get weird. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Let's take a quick... Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. That's this on the show. The the facts remain of what happened back in 1871, um, but but how people interpret that is really what's up for debate. The fact that it happened, there is no debate because it happened. <laughs> so do your homework um, because things mean things. We have a lot of symbolism. We have a lot of um, legal legalese that means something in this country, and I'm gonna talk about attorney generals i'm going to talk about where they are where they're pledging their power and it's well it's going to get juicy it's not the united states and uh let's talk about the department of justice was also created in 1871 it wasn't created by our founders the direct the department of justice or injustice was created by the executive branch it was actually uh done with the executive branch as its stopgap which really is no stopgap so they have all the power that they want and and uh, there's a lot more to this. 
there's a lot more to this than people realize. And so I want to bring it up to you and get your take on it because everybody has a different take. Some people think it's a red herring, keeps us a little bit distracted from, um, from what's going on right now. But I actually think a lot of this is very essential to what's going on right now in our legal systems because we keep hearing about all these cases where people aren't getting a free trial. I mean, my gosh, you're up against the government. Forget about it. Your life's destroyed. So there's got to be a reason for that. Um, and there's got to be a reason as to why all of us are so baffled by this. Um, So let's go back to 1871. With the passage of this act of 1871, a series of very subtle and overt deceptions were all set into motion at the time. And nobody realized it because we were recouping from the Civil War. And you had a lot of people that were out in rural communities that were not getting information. So this went by and nobody noticed it. Okay. Um, They've even talked about the fact that the Constitution was sort of suspended prior to 1963. SCOTUS was actually removed. And... All this was put back into motion in 1871, where they made the United States, (coughs) excuse me, made the United States into a corporation, thereby uh, from the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia is sort of like the city, the Vatican City, where it's separate. It's a separate entity of its own. That's why we. That's why it's called District Judge, District Attorneys. Uh, It's District of Columbia, named after Columbus. Who knows? District of Columbia, the state of Columbia. Okay? That's very, very, very important to understand. Why is it this way? Okay. So, by failing to disclose what they did to the American people in 1871, the people became very ignorant of what was happening, and over time, the Republic took it on the chin, this is according to Julie Giuliani, who wrote this, to the point of a knockdown. With the surrender of gold in 1933, the people essentially surrendered their law. I don't suppose that you were taught that in school. Probably not. That's because our real history is hidden from us. And this is the way Roman civil law works. And our form of governance today is based on Roman civil law. Um, And admiralty maritime law. Better known as divine right of kings or law of the seas, respectively. And that means a lot. Um, That means a lot. Because... um, This was fully established in the original colonies even before our nation began and is also known as the private international law. Do you know what BAR stands for in the very beginning? Now, a lot of people will argue with you and say bar means to go across the bar. Once you you can cross the bar, then you can be on the other side of the court. That is true. That is true. Except that originally... And I don't know that it's ever changed uh, because it's capital B-A-R is British... uh, uh, oh, what is it? <laughs> I just lost it. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, hold on. Hold on. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, it, it has a, a different meaning, by the way. Um, I'm getting there. Hold on. I just lost my screen. So, and I want to make sure I, I get this right. Um, it is, in fact, um, uh, um, Ah, the British, the, the British accredited registry. During the middle 1600s, the Crown of England established a formal registry in London where barristers were ordered by the Crown to be accredited. And the establishment of this first international bar association allowed barrister lawyers from all over the nation to be formally recognized and accredited by only recognized accredited society. So from this, the acronym BAR was established um, and also the meaning of crossing the bar, okay, um, so that you were on the other side of the court now, okay? So, lawyers listening, there's more to that. I know that, and I'll get to that in in just a moment. Okay. So, the government for which created the District of Columbia via the Act of 1871 operates under private international law and not common law, which was the law of the Constitutional Republic. So this is very important to note since it impacts all Americans in very, very concrete ways. And you have to recognize that private international law is really only applicable within the District of Columbia and not in the other states of the Union. So the various arms of the corporation are known as the departments, such as judiciary, justice, and treasury. You recognize these names, right? Of course you do. 
but they're not what you assume them to be. These We always think it just falls under federal government. Well, these departments all belong to the corporation known as the United States. You know, when they when they um, uh, when the Speaker of the House or the caller says the President of the United States, they don't ever say the President of the United States of America. They only say the President of the United States. They've been doing that for a very long time. Have you ever asked yourself why? Go back and listen to all these so too addresses. It's always the President of the United States, never the President of the United States of America. Interesting. So let's go to United States Code. It is stated that the United States is a corporation in Title 28. And realize that the corporation is not separate and distinct entity from the government. It is the government of your 14th Amendment citizenship, lowercase. Lowercase citizenship makes you more of a subject than it does give you your citizenship, capital C, which means a lot more than just citizenship, lowercase. This is important. I know it sounds like I'm splitting hairs, but I'm really not in legalese. This is extremely important. So I refer to this as the corporate empire of the United States, which operates under Roman civil law outside of the Constitution. Most Americans do not know about this, I would imagine. Congress is fully aware of this deception. Uh, You must be made aware that members of Congress do not work for you and me. Rather, they work for the corporation known as the United States. Is this any surprise? So this is why we can't get them to do anything on our behalf or answer to us, um, as in the case of the illegal income tax, among other things. So contrary to popular, popular belief, they are not our civil servants. They do not work for us. They are the servants of the corporate government and carry out its bidding. So the, no, the great number of committees and subcommittees that the Congress has created all work together like a multi-headed monster to sort of oversee the various corporate departments. And you should know that every single one of these operates outside the District of Columbia. That's in violation of, that, of their own law, really. The corporate government of the United States has no jurisdiction or authority in any state of the republic beyond the District of Columbia. So let that sink in for a moment. Uh, ask yourself, could this deception really have occurred with full knowledge and complicity of Congress? Do you think that happened by accident? You are deceiving yourself if you do, says uh, Lisa Guliani. There are no accidents, no coincidences. Your legislators will not apprise you of this information, but you are presumed to know the law. And they know that you don't. Hello. Hi. Hey, I just wanted to see if there was a location for more information that we could uh, delve into. Oh, boy. Lu- uh, Lisa Guliani writes a great piece, and so does Kurt Collenbach writes a great piece, too. And that's Kurt Collenbach with two Ks, uh, Kurt and then Collenbach. Okay, I'll do some hunting. Thank you. Bet. you. Thanks. Um, and all you have to do is go look at... Just go look, when we're on a break, just go look at the Illinois history tab, Illinois Attorney General right now, because they were willing to put it up on their page. I, I want you to look at it just so you know what I'm saying is, is true. Look at your social security card. Is your name in all caps? Hmm. All right. I don't know the law. Can the daily recommended servings of fruits and vegetables fit into just six capsules? Yes. We start by sourcing organically grown whole fruits and vegetables. We ensure they are picked at peak ripeness. All of our produce is third-party tested for pesticides, heavy metals, bad bacteria, and nutrients. They are then washed, cut, and put through an advanced vacuum-cold process, which removes the water using pressure. This maximizes the nutritional value while preserving the color, smell, and taste of the fruit or vegetable. The freeze-dried food is then ground into a fine powder without adding any additives, fillers, or extracts. These powdered foods are then mixed in our proprietary blends and encapsulated, locking out air and moisture. The capsules are then bottled and shipped directly to our customers. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code CANYON. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Are you tired of paying high fees and commissions even when you're losing money? Lyle Boss specializes in safe money accounts with guarantee of principal, guaranteed growth, and income you can never outlive. Join Lyle Boss for Safe Money Radio every Friday at 5 to 6 and Saturday at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Lionsgate Recovery understands how difficult times are right now, and we are here to support our community. 
We have increased testing, screening, and cleaning protocols for safety, but are still accepting new clients who are in dire need of help for substance abuse. If you or a loved one needs help, please call us today. We will do everything we can to get you the help you need. Lionsgate Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. There has never, ever been a better time than right now to refresh your home. Best Mattress has just reopened with new policies in place to make it the safest environment possible. And to welcome everyone back, we're offering 20% off plus easy financing and free delivery. So refresh, revitalize, and replace with the brands you know and trust. Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Best Mattress. Now more than ever, you can sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Erectile dysfunction is a serious subject that plagues a lot of men. The good news is that we can fix the problem without any medication, injections, or surgery. Wasatch Medical is open, and we're here for you. We're following all CDC guidelines. We're even taking your temperature at the door to make sure all of our patients are safe and healthy. Our technology is clinically proven to eliminate ED affordably and quickly with zero side effects. If you're struggling with ED and want a long-lasting fix, call us right Right now, we're running an unprecedented special, never before offered. We'll give you the initial medical exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Additionally, if you call us now and come in and take our treatments, we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. The number is 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. Are you covered by... Medicare or nearing Medicare eligibility? Do the different Medicare options and supplemental policies seem like alphabet soup or a high-stakes game of Scrabble? Relax. Let WMI Mutual Insurance Company simplify this complicated decision and save you money. WMI has been offering their commission-free Medigap policies to seniors just like you for more than 30 years with quality insurance and affordable rates. Call them today or visit WMIMedigap.com. This is a solicitation of insurance. This is all hard to believe, isn't it? Sure, we knew the bull market would eventually come to an end, but who would have guessed it would end like this? So what happens now? Well, you can panic, which a lot of people are doing, or you can take a deep breath and get to work on a strategy for moving forward. Find out how with Abe Ashton, Tuesday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU and at AshtonWealth.com. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show on St. George News Radio. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Back here with you and talking about citizenship. The show is pre-recorded. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. This is uh, interesting stuff. I wonder how many people will you know, it'll settle in their brain. I don't uh, know. It gets even. You know, it gets juicier. It's part of the awakening <laughs> that uh, mm-hmm. really sits you back in your seat. Yeah. Um, most of the uh, governmental industry entities within the states are also incorporated. Yeah. Uh, you can find it if you go to Moody's uh, what do they call, um, rating service. Mm-hmm. It was one of the old standards, standard and poor's Moody's. Um, the city governments, mm-hmm. uh, villages, t- townships are all incorporated. Yeah. This, this, is, this is something that the average person is going to have a hard time wrapping their head around. Well, yes, and you're right. They will have a hard time with this. They should have but a hard a time fact, with it. fact, I guess, you know, I mean, this, I wonder if there's any true co- copies of the old Constitution left. I can almost guarantee you, although I haven't seen it, the Constitution that's kept inside the Capitol building, I believe it is, yes. under glass or whatever, yes. one of the two, two originals uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, you know, I wonder, it's got to be the one, that, mm-hmm. you know, with all the caps and the, of the United States of America. It can't be the old one. Four, yep. but I'd sure like to see what the old one looked like. Yeah, I mean, we'll find on that. I've tried, but I've only seen the revised. So exactly, anyway. same thing here. Yep. Um, and holy lawyers, once they swear their oath to the bar, are rescinding their citizenship to the United States. 
and they are now swearing fealty to the um, the crown of England. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to... Act- yeah. you know, no wonder that Kip's yeah. little country with nothing yep. anymore I know. Uh, acts so arrogant because I, they still run the world. I know, I've got to go, but yes, up. I totally agree. Thank you for the call. We're going to get there, yeah. trust me. Uh, hi, caller, welcome to the show. Okay, I know you haven't finished your presentation. I, I talked to many people over the years about this Admiralty uh, Maritime Law, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm on the fence of whether, as, as to whether it's being implemented or not. But mm-hmm. assuming it, it is, there's a very, very important point that needs to be made here. Mm-hmm. And that, this is all, it's, as you've already indicated just recently, it's deception, it's conspiracy, mm-hmm. and it's all illegal according to law. They cannot right. write these laws. They're all unconstitutional. That first corporate law was unconstitutional. Yeah. They do have the power to uh, operate the government mm-hmm. of the District of Columbia so long as they adhere to the Constitution. All those citizens in the, in the district have all the rights uh, protected by the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But the Constitution doesn't allow them to do this. So the, the way I look at this, it is a, a conspiratorial structure or system so they can operate to seize our freedoms and liberties. Mm-hmm. But it is in violation of the law. So it's all illegal. It's all unconstitutional. And uh, we need to stand up and get those people out of office. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. And, and yes, I feel the same way about the Admiralty Law. We'll talk about that at some point because that has to do a lot with birth certificates. It has to do a lot with, with some other subjects, but it is part of this equation, definitely. So we, we'll talk about yeah. it, but I won't go into depth on that. I'll go into yeah, depth on Comment on things. that. They may be using this to mm-hmm. uh, grease the skits right. to tell the judges this is how you operate to go yeah. along with violating the Constitution. But the Constitution is still the supreme law of the land until mm-hmm. it's been removed, until right. it's been uh, uh, right. uh, amended. Uh-huh. And they haven't done any of that proper uh, action to amend yeah. it. So they do not have the power to do what they're doing. Yes. So, so I, we've got to remember that the Constitution supersedes all of this. I agree. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to move on just a little bit because I, I want to get to some points. And in the U.S. Code, it says, uh, this is this is Title 28, um, and uh, Title 28, 300, uh, and 2, um, 3,000 and 2, however you, however you want to read it. United States means a federal corporation, A, B, an agency, department, commission, board, or other entity of the United States, or C, an instrumentality of the United States. That's what it says United States is. Hmm. Interesting. doesn't say government. <laughs> it says federal corporation. Okay. Um, interesting when we're talking about caps, okay? If you have your Social Security card, I'm going to, to place a little wager on the fact that if you look at your name on your Social Security card, you're going to see it in all caps, it's also this way on your driver's license, too. So if you have that on you, give it a quick glance. So what does that mean? It means capitus dominius maxima. When your name is in all caps, it signifies that you are a corporation of the United States of America, not a natural-born human being, and likewise void of any rights. Okay? Adopted from Roman law, there's three levels of capitus dominiatu minima, it's capitus minima, minimal loss of rights, capitus media, partial loss of rights, and capitus maxima, full loss of rights. When it is capitus maxima, full loss of rights, the name would appear in all caps. If it's, if it's the second level, it's your first name is in lowercase, last name is in all caps. If it's the minimal loss of rights, it means everything's in lowercase, okay? It all starts at your birth when your parents fill out your registration of live birth. The parents choose a name for the child. The state or province take that name and capitalize it. If the state or province is in debt, the name is entirely capitalized. If the state or province is not in debt, then just the last name is capitalized, so the freeborn child is sold in, well, we could go into that. I'm not going to go into that as much today. But, of course, because of the Federal Reserve, since all money is loaned at interest, all states and, and the country as a whole, it's always in debt. Your name will always be capitalized. All right? I know, right? It's, it's, it's pretty trippy. I looked at mine. It's in all caps. Um, 
So if you check any driver's license, social security card, credit card bill, tax return, even your tax returns, look at your name. It's all in caps. Anything you can think of that has to do with anything government, your name will always be in full caps. You also had to sign these papers at some point to show that you're willing to represent this art, this, this entity of you, this personhood of you. Um, it's personhood, but it's not you, the living, breathing you. It's you on paper. You know how you can form a corporation to sort of remove yourself from a, from a business by the articles of incorporation on paper? This is you on paper. It isn't you, but it's you on paper. It's a representation of you. So a step removed, okay? Um, all right. So let's go back. Okay. So... The United States government is basically a corporate instrument of the international bankers. This means you are owned by the corporation from birth to death. The corporate United States also holds ownership of your assets, your property, you, and even your children. If this sounds untrue, if you're questioning that, you can do your homework on this. Um, You have to think long and hard about all the bills you pay, all those various taxes, fines, licenses you must pay for. Because... They basically got you by the pockets. Actually, they've had you by the pockets for a long time but since you've been alive. But, um, but, but if you read up on the 14th Amendment, the 14th Amendment is about freeing the slaves, but they do convert the citizenship um, to mean something different than the citizenship as referred to in the actual original Constitution. The actual original Constitution, we as citizens... Um, basically had more rights under the citizenship of this charter that they imposed in 18, this act in 1871, this then changed that. And the district of Columbia then holds the, um, and that's why we have federal district courts, federal district judges, everything is district. Okay. It's the district of Columbia. Um, so Lisa Guliani uh, goes on to say, you know what? I'm saddened to think about about the people not understanding that this is the deal since 1871. And she says, you know, will we ever restore our republic? That's a question I can't answer, she says. I hope and most of all pray that we, the sovereign people, will work together in a spirit of cooperation and make it happen in our lifetime. I know we'll give it a great shot. Our children deserve their rightful legacy, the liberty our ancestors fought so hard to give us. Will we remain silent, telling ourselves we are free and perpetuate the myth? Or do we stand as one sovereign people? You know, um, it's something to think about. It's called freedom. So the District of Columbia voting rights, voting rights of the citizens of the District of Columbia, which is, is what they're saying we are citizens of the day they made this an incorporation of the District of Columbia. We are, we are, uh, we, we, we are in our state but it isn't about the land mass on which we are standing. On paper, we are the citizens of Utah or the, the, you know, the state of Utah or the state of New York or the state of whatever. It's kind of like a corporation that has locations all over the country, if you want to look at it like McDonald's. They have, corp- they, they have a corporation. The corporation really isn't in the building that says this is the corporation headquarters. The corporation's on paper. But they have locations all over the United States. They basically operate in all the states. That's a little bit like what our government is doing out of the District of Columbia. Now, that district owns us because the district gives... Okay, so McDonald's. You sign on to become an employee of McDonald's. McDonald's then can tell you what to wear and how to sell their food, and they can even dock your paycheck if they wanted to. They have the right to do that. If they feel like there was a reason that they wanted to do that, they could do it. Just like any corporation, they pretty much own you. They get to tell you what to do or say. They set up the rules, but they pretty much own you at the end of the day. And they do own you in every single state because it's under the corporation on paper. Um, Even though you might be in a McDonald's in New York or or you work for a McDonald's in California, you still belong to the corporate headquarters. Um, At the end of the day, you go by their rules because they've employed you. This is really what Lisa Guliani and Kurt Collenbach and all of these individuals are saying is the case for us. We are part of the Corporation of the United States out of the District of Columbia. They own us. We have uh, workman's comp. We have all of these little bennies, right, all these little benefits coming out of the corporation. 
they basically own us. That's why when you're thrown into jail and you have to try and fight through a legal system that isn't exactly fair or working in your favor, do you have any recourse? Can you just walk out of the jail and say, well, no, I'm going to sue because I haven't been treated right? No, you're, you're there until they say you can go. That means you're owned. It's a hard realization. As we're watching all these court cases and all these things happen, that's a hard realization to know that that's where we're at. That basically at the end of the day we're owned. That you actually have to prove your way out of that. Your rights aren't inherently yours. Um, these rights are a little different, aren't they? So let's take the caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Hey, Kate. Hi there. A friend of mine also was talking a lot about the subject. Mm-hmm. But he also mentioned that each of us has a value involved with the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. where we could actually get ourselves free because we're technically slaves. So you go through all the steps of a bunch of steps. Yeah. And you could actually get your money from the Federal Government, the Federal Reserve, for what? It's like a, yeah, every person has a, like a couple million dollars worth of value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can actually get that money back. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I'm not. There has been some speculation. I've read about it, but I'm not quite sure where I stand on that. And how that would actually work. Because there's a lot of theories out there on what you can do. But uh, but that's why I wanted to bring this up. It wasn't just to create controversy. You're preaching. I love it. Well, doing it. thanks. It's awesome. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to just raise the controversy so that you go home and want to slit your wrist and have no hope. It isn't that. It's that... Let's get smarter. <laughs> this has nothing to do when, when I, I really hate it when people say it's a call to arms. No, it, it's not about being violent ever. It, you can do this peace, peacefully, and, and, but you have to know where things lie so that you can come up with a game plan so pe- smart people can think outside the box and say, okay, now wait a minute. If this, were, it's, is, if this is what's happening and, and is where it stands, then what do we do about it? That's the peaceful resolutions. That's why I'm trying to bring this up is because this might have something to do with the, with the state that we're in right now, and we have to think our way out of this. This is a, a thinking man's game. What's very interesting is this kind of, this will floor you a little bit. So I went on to the Illinois Attorney General, who just happened to have on her history tab the history of us, the history of us, how we came to be. And she actually says... Uh, the Illinois Constitution, um, you know, um, I, I derive my power um, from, you know, obviously the late 1800s. And uh, and it wasn't actually founded in the in the Constitution. But I want to read to you where the attorney generals get their power. You ready for this? <laughs> OK, because this is on her website. Just go to the Illinois. Uh, she talks about the history of it and how in the late in the late 1800s, not the 1789, no, not when the Constitution was founded, but in the late 1800s, how her power came to be in 1871. Um, this, is what the, this is what it actually says. Here we go. To prosecute all actions necessary for the protection and defense of the property and revenues of the crown. What? To prosecute all actions necessary for the protection and defense of the property and revenues of the crown by information to bring certain classes of persons accused of crimes, persons, because we're personhood under this corporation is different than you as a, as a person, accused of crimes and misdemeanors to trial. It goes on and on and on about the crown. At this point, we could have an awful lot of conversations about where this lands. The sovereign citizen usually gathers a lot of uh, attention, you know, from the IRS. The government doesn't like that so much. And so um, I only wanted to come here because I wanted to point out some things that I think just kind of fly by. And uh, I think we need to actually maybe look at who owns us and, uh, and who we owe loyalties to. I'll be right back with more of the show.